Experience worship. True worship. Experience the word. Bringing you wholeness. Experience the warmth of fellowship. Experience wholeness at Lighthouse. Join us every Sunday and Wednesday at the Lighthouse. House 7, Plot 2 Stroke 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. Visit our website at www.lighthousenergy.org or contact us at info at lighthousenergy.org. The Lighthouse, lighting your pathway to destiny. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus this evening. Let's have our seats. You're welcome to Beautiful Exchange on site and online. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. So we're still on the healing series. And as you must have discovered, it is, you know, like a build up. We're just building it up and building it up. Praise the Lord. So this evening, I'm just going to continue uh, from, I just discovered now that, not now, just before I came into service, that it, it is like I'm going to be continuing from where PG stopped on Sunday. Praise the Lord. Okay. But before then, one of the things on Sunday, I think on, okay, last week, Wednesday, Pastor made a there was a statement that pastor made, that pastor uttered, and it's very critical. And he said, Jesus was not tolerant of sickness and disease. Jesus was not tolerant of sickness and disease. So we should also not be tolerant of sickness and disease. Hallelujah. If Jesus was not tolerant of sickness and disease, we should not tolerate sickness and disease. For us who are believers, who are born again believers in Christ, sickness and disease is not normal. Praise the Lord. It is not normal. Because once we give our hearts to Christ, we stop being normal. We became supernatural beings. Hallelujah. So for us, sickness and disease is not normal. And on Sunday, uh, PG talked extensively about the word of God said the word of God was medicine and knowledge is critical to our healing position very important knowledge is critical Hosea 4 6 my people perish for lack of knowledge my people perish for lack of knowledge so knowledge is critical and knowledge of what knowledge of who we are in Christ knowledge of who the new creature is, the new creature in Christ is, we need to know. We need to know. We need to have an understanding of what it is that we, we came into when we gave our hearts to Christ, when we became born again. You know, I was reading this scripture, this very popular scripture. I don't know. I think uh, my mind just went to it sometime during the week. And uh, it just struck me, John 3, verse, John 3, verse 10, I think it starts from when um, Nicodemus went to uh, speak to 
Jesus, John 3. John 3, 16 is a very popular one, of course. But I, I want to read verse 10. Okay, no, I'm going to start from verse 5, I think. Yes, verse 5. Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. It says, That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Say, Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. So when you are born again, you are born of the Spirit. Hallelujah. We are born of the spirit. So that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So when you are saying to yourself that, yes, I'm born again, but nothing has changed about me. Something has changed. It says, do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. And that being born again is being born of the spirit. It said that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So, when we gave our hearts to Christ or when we accepted Jesus into our lives, a lot of things changed. How be they did not change physically, as in uh, when you gave your heart to Christ, at least when I gave my heart to Christ, I did not grow taller, I did not grow fairer, neither did I grow darker, I did not grow fatter. Do you understand? But because there are no, as it were, physical evidences of what has happened, a lot of us uh, do not understand the gravity do not understand the importance. Do not understand what we have come into. Hallelujah. So it's so important. That knowledge is so important. And I'm going to just be building on that again, you know, this evening. And remember I said when I, I think uh, two Sundays ago when I preached that when Jesus came, he didn't come to change. It was not about a destination. It was about positioning. Colossians 2 13 talks about how we're translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's own dear son. So it is a change of position. I think Ephesians 2 also talks about that, how we are now seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. It says far above principalities and powers. So it's a change of position. When we got born again, there was a change of position. Hallelujah. There was something that we entered into. And we must come to a full understanding of that which we entered into. That is when we can, you know, get the best, get the best of this Christian life. Hallelujah. So, like I said, we're going to be talking again. Just, I'm just going to continue from where PG stopped. I'm just going to build on it. Essentially, I'm going to be talking more about the words this evening what the word, how the word plays a very important role in our healing, our wholeness, and our health. Hallelujah. So, Galatians 3.13, which is the fundamental, I think was the fundamental scripture for this series, Galatians 3.13. Galatians 3.13. Uh, let me see. If you are a believer in Christ, you should know the scripture by heart. It should be ringing in your head. Very important. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the cost of the law. Having become a cost for us, for it is written, cost is everyone who hangs on a tree. Can you give this to me in TPT, please? Let me see what TPT says. I think, uh, Yes. It says, yet Christ paid the full price to set us free from the cost of the law. 
It says he absorbs the cost. I think somewhere in uh, First Corinthians, no, Second Corinthians 5, towards the end, it says that Jesus became sin for us. He was not, your sin, he became sin. He became sin. He took on the sin of the entire, he became sin as in that, and that is why on the cross of on the cross when when he was you know when he was nailed to the cross he was saying my god my god why have that why has that forsaken because jesus uh, god could not look at him he became sin your sin was not put on him he became sin in and out spiritually physically he became sin hallelujah so that he could you know pay the price for us becoming righteous so that we uh, yeah no 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 okay let's read it 521, 2 Corinthians 5.21 For God made the only one who did not know sin to become sin for us. He became. He didn't take on your sin. You know, you know, if somebody takes on something, you can take it back. You can collect it back. Do you understand? If I give you something, I can say bring it. No. He didn't take it. He became it. He became the sin. Hallelujah. So that we who did not know righteousness might become the righteousness. So, your coming into Christ is not a you know, it's also a becoming, just like Jesus took it on. You are also, we are also taking on righteousness of God through our union with him. Go back to uh, Galatians 3. So, yet Christ paid the full price. So, it was not half a price. It was not, ah, he did this, so, but it remains this. He couldn't conclude it. No. Yet Christ paid the full price to set us free from the cause of the law. It says he absorbed it completely as he became a cause. See it again. He became. He didn't take it. If he took it, he can return it and say, please, 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 your allies is too much. I beg, I beg. I have forgiven you once, twice, again. Yeah, no, 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 no. He became it. Hallelujah. He became a cost in our place. For it is written, everyone who is hung upon a tree is doubly cost. So that is the foundation scripture for this series. And we asked, what is the cost of the law? Can anybody tell me what the cost of the law is? What the cost of the law is? We have talked about this so many, at least we must have been running this series for like six, I think six services. So what is the cost of the law? What is the cost of the law? Somebody wants to tell me what the cost of the law is. Who wants to tell me what the cost of the law is? Uh -uh, scholars, Bible scholars, the cost of the law and spiritual death. Thank you very much. And we can find that in Deuteronomy 28. The cost of the law is first of all spiritual death. It is that spiritual death that gave birth to sickness and poverty. First of all, spiritual is separation. A separation from God. It was that, and of course, again, it is a positional thing. So, because Adam was demo, Adam gave his place over to the enemy, to the devil. So he changed position. He was brought down, and the enemy took up his place. It was a positional thing. So, spiritual death first, sickness and poverty. So, like I said, yeah. Okay, Deuteronomy. No, don't, don't go to Deuteronomy. Okay? So, if we look at it like that, go back to Galatians 3.13. If we look at it like that, that 
Christ became redeemed us from the cause of the law. So it is an entire, it's a package. It's a package. We have said that the cause of the law is sick, is spiritual death, sickness, and poverty. So when he redeemed us, he redeemed us from all of the three. He didn't redeem us from spiritual death only and left uh, sickness. Or I say, okay, I have at least you are going to go to heaven. That's eternal life. Because once we became born again, we, we, we started, the life you are living now is eternal life. Eternal life is not until you get to heaven. We already have eternal life, which is why you are not just human. Which is why we are not just human. So, there is eternal life. But he didn't say, okay, I have given you eternal life. I have, your spirit is connected back to God. Be okay with that one. Go and manage that one. At least I have done something. No. When he did what he did, when he became a cause, all of the three things are wrapped inside of that. So, healing is not an option. It's like, it's not, it's like ah, okay, it's one, two, three. I have done one. Choose out of two and three which one you want again. No, every all of the three was handed back to us. So healing is not optional. Healing is not optional. Healing is not optional. It's part of the atonement of Jesus. Hallelujah. And we need that. We, I, I need you to settle that in your spirit. Healing is not optional. It's not if I like. I am. I am. I am a. If I like. If I can, you know, you know the lie the devil tells us sometimes. I, I remember, I think, listening to someone, I don't know which of this, and the person was saying, the smallest person in the kingdom of God, eh? as in that, as you mean to me, okay, so many is the youngest person here. The youngest person, the smallest person, the person that just gave their lives today has authority over the devil. Has authority over the devil. But you know, the enemy, you know, plays with our minds and all of that. And you are thinking in some, in some days, you are you're like, ah, my faith is strong. My faith is, and there's some other days you are saying, ah, you don't even know whether this thing is true, you know. Am I? And there's some days you feel, ah, I have done some things that I should not have done. So because of that, even you, you will not be able to come up and say, ah, that's the lie of the devil. That's the lie of the devil. What Jesus did was a once and for all thing. Either you are up, either you are down. It is a once and for all thing. So, healing is not optional. Healing has been purchased for us. And I need us to get that into our spirits. Healing has been purchased for us. Healing has been purchased. And why we have, you know, the problem that we have with healing now is a problem of us believing in the integrity of the word. Do we believe in the integrity of the word? Do we believe the word? You know, like I said, sometimes you think, ah, the way I talk to that man, if I, I cannot even pray, I can't pray. Because what I did today, ha, let me just respect myself and just stay in one corner. How many people have felt like that? There are days that you feel, ah, you can take this thing head on. And then there are some other days you're saying, ah, well, let me just go and use Panado. Everything will be, at least there's Panado. Everything will be, will be okay. 
That's the lie of the devil. No matter the situation where you are in, your word, you still have authority over the devil. You have authority over sickness and disease. Hallelujah. So it is us believing in the integrity of the word. It is us believing in the integrity of the word. And like I said two Sundays ago, the reason why we're sick most of the time is because of lack of knowledge of the word. Lack of knowledge of the word. Healing is in the word. Healing is in the word. We're going to read a few scriptures. This evening. Psalm 107 and verse 20. Healing is in the word. Psalm 107 and verse 20. Another scripture that we should all know. I'm sure we all know. It says he sent his word, yes, and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. He sent his word. God sent his word. And who is this word? Who is this word? John 1. Let's see the word. Let's see who this word is. John 1. Let's see who this word is. John 1. It says, in the beginning, before all time was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God himself. Verse 14. Verse 14. And the word says Christ became flesh, human, incarnate, and tabernacled, fixed his tent of flesh, lived a while among us. Lived a while among us. So see what Psalm 107 says. He said he sent his word. And the word delivered, heals them and delivered from every destruction. And we know that that word is Christ. Hallelujah. That word is Christ. And it's important, like I said, for us to have that at the back of our minds. That healing has come to us. Amen. Because Jesus has come. Jesus has come. And that word has come and has become flesh. I think message is one that talks about the word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. And you know that you can actually pray and pray that the word becomes flesh in every situation that you find yourself. The word becoming flesh is that the word is, you see, is manifested physically. Hallelujah. So, the word has come. He sent his word. See, he said he spoke the word that healed you that pulled you back from the brink of death. So, the word has come and the word has become flesh. Hallelujah. Proverbs 4, 20 to 23 in TPT, please. Very, very, very instructive scripture. TPT. It says, listen carefully, my dear child, to everything that I teach you and pay attention to all that I have to say. I'm going to 23. It says, fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. That is the only way the word is going to work. It says, then as you unwrap my words, it says they will impact true life and radiant health into the very core of your being. Hallelujah. Into the very core of your being. He says, so above all, guard the affections of your heart. For they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being. For from there flows the wellspring of life. Go back to 20. Can, you have 20. Can we have 21 and 22 together, please? 
21 and 22. It says, fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. Hallelujah. That is how the word is going to work. The word that does not enter into your spirit cannot benefit you. Hallelujah. It doesn't enter into your spirit. It cannot benefit you. It says, then as you unwrap my words, they will impart true life and radiant health into the very core of your being. I, re I remember the story of John G. Leak. I discovered that he actually was not a medical doctor. I think he was even a businessman before he went into the missionary field. And he was one of the, I think he was the first missionary, one of the major missionaries that went into South Africa. And there was this plague, I think they call it the bubonic plague or something. And people were dying. People were dying and all of that. And that plague, it was like, if what they form at the mouth, when they form in the mouth, whatever they form, if it touches your skin, you already contacted it. And you know, he was taking care of people and all of that. And you know, somebody was saying, and he was not even wearing any protective gear. You know, the days of uh, uh, COVID, the gear and, and, and Ebola. Ebola was even worse. The gear, protective gear is from head to, to toe. So somebody was asking and said, ah, why, how are you doing this? You are going to get infected. And he said, no, he, he can't get infected. That they should do a test. And so they caught, they, they took the, 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 the spittle from the mouth of one person that was infected. And he said that they should look at it. They took, they brought a magnifying glass and they put the spit or spittle or spittle, whatever. They put it on his hand. And he told them to check. And with the magnifying glass, as soon as those germs touched his body, they began to die. All of them died. See, as you unwrap my words, they will impact true life and radiant it into the very core of your being. Hallelujah. That's what the word will do. That is what the word, it has to penetrate deep into your spirit. It's not, confessions are good. But, and, and, and I'm sure that somewhere along that we're going to talk about confessions because they're very pertinent as well. But it is not about just speaking something. Whatever it is that you are saying, make sure that it has penetrated deep into your spirit before speaking it. Don't speak empty words. Don't speak empty words. Don't just say you're in there. And, no, don't speak empty words. If you know that those words are still empty, let them settle inside. Take time. Let them settle inside of you begin, before you begin to, you know, confess them. Hallelujah. So, the word, the word, it has to penetrate deep into your spirit. And as you, you know, dwell on the word, dwell on it. They will bring life. It says, I think KJV says, they are life unto those that find them and health to all of their flesh. So the word is health to your flesh. The word is health to your flesh. Hallelujah. Exodus 23 and 25. I'm going to talk about, you know, these things in the um, Old Testament. First, Exodus 23. It says, so you shall serve the Lord your God. And he will bless your bread and your water. He says, and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. There was one Wednesday here that pastor talked extensively about that. But that shows you again that sickness is not 
God does not tolerate sickness. Jesus didn't tolerate sickness. And we should not tolerate it. At every point, God is talking about healing his people. Hallelujah. Healing was top of the list, you know, for God. God always talks about healing his people. Check, let's check Exodus 15, 26 as well. Exodus 15, 26. 26, not 2. It says, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give air to his commandments and keep all the statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. So God is our healer. God is our healer. Deuteronomy 7.15 Deuteronomy 7.15 Deuteronomy 7.15 It says, And the Lord will take away from you all sickness and will afflict you with none of the terrible diseases of Egypt. The Lord will take away from you all sickness. Note that this is the Old Testament. Hallelujah. And God talks so much about healing even in the Old Testament. Psalm 105 verse 37 Psalm 105 verse 37. It says, He also brought them out with silver and gold. And there was none feeble among his tribes. And this was talking about when the Israelites were going through the wilderness. They spent 40 years. And no one was sick. Anybody that died, died as a result of a sin. Of disobedience. No one died as a result of sickness. It says, and there was none feeble among his tribes. Isaiah 33, 24. Isaiah 33, 24. It says, and the inhabitant will not say, I am sick. The inhabitants of Israel will not say, I am the inhabitants of Lighthouse will not say, I am sick. It says the people who dwell in it will be forgiven their iniquity. If you, if you notice something, even in that Deuteronomy when it's talking of the cost of the law, it, it was like sickness went hand in hand with sin. Sickness like went hand in hand with sin. If you do this, something will happen. And even in, when Jesus was on the earth, there were quite a number of those um, healings that he will say, like the man that they, they, they let in from the roof. He says, your sins are forgiven. And as soon as I said, your sins are forgiven, they were still questioning, do you have right to forgive? Okay, so which one do you want me to say? Okay, take up your matter and, and walk. So sometimes, sicknesses are actually a, in the old covenant, not in the new. Not in the new. Not in the, in the old covenant, sicknesses sometimes were as a result of sin. The man who had been by the pool of Bethesda for 38 years or so, whatever years, when Jesus saw him again, he said, be careful, don't sin again, or otherwise what will happen to you will be worse than. So sometimes, sin, you know, sickness is as a result of sin under the old covenant, not even in the new. Praise the Lord. In the new covenant, Sickness is not permitted at all. Hallelujah. So, in the old covenant, Jesus talked so, you know, no, the scripture talks so much about, 
you know, healing and sickness and all of that. So how about us in the new covenant? How many of us know that we have a better covenant? We have a more sure covenant. Hebrews 7.22. Let's see what it says. Hebrews 7.22. Hebrews 22. It says, by so much more, Jesus has become a shorty of a better covenant. Hebrews 8, 6. Hebrews 8, 6. It says, but now he has obtained a more excellent ministry in as much as he is also mediator of a better covenant which was established on better so we have better promises compared to those people in the old testament we have better promises we have a better covenant hallelujah better promises better covenant and so because of this better promises and better covenant let's see what scripture says in the new testament let's see what scripture says in the new testament romans 8 11. i read this uh, uh two sundays ago uh, give me in the Amplified Classic and also in the PPT. It says, and if the spirit of him who raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, it says, then he who raised up Christ Jesus from the dead will also restore to life your mortal, short-lived, perishable bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. It will restore to life. Let's do TPT. It says, yes, God raised Jesus to life. And since God's spirit of resurrection lives in you, it says he will also raise your dying body to life by the same spirit that breathes life into you. NKJV says it will, that spirit will quicken your mortal body. Give me amplified, not classic. I think amplified. Amplified. Just amplified same thing. There's a, I read one particular version that, you know, talked about talked a lot about what it will quicken, it will restore life to your dying body. So if the spirit, which is the Holy Spirit is, at, is, is dwelling in you, how many of us have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us? It says that spirit will quicken, will give life, will give life to your mortal bodies. Hallelujah. So, as we are walking, you have life. I have Zoe. The Holy Spirit of God is what I have. So, you have Zoe. So, if you have Zoe, your, your body is quickened. Sickness is not permitted. But you see, again, um, Ephesians 1, when we, when we talk about the Pauline scriptures, Ephesians 1. Because what happens most of the time is that we read the scriptures, but they really don't make they really don't make that much, you know, meaning to us. Okay, so this is one prayer that you have to constantly pray for yourself. Ephesians one, verse eighteen. It says, "The eyes of your understanding being enlightened." We need our eyes to be enlightened, the eyes of our understanding. We need to have revelation knowledge. Hallelujah. We need to have revelation knowledge. Because for someone, yes, 17 says, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Somebody says, quicken my mortal body. What does that mean? It makes alive. 
your body. It makes a life. One, one confession, every morning I do it. Don't mind me, as I, was, as I began to grow older, I began to, every morning. So where is that walking me? From the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. My mortal body is quickened. It's made alive in Christ. It's a constant, it's a constant confession. My eyes do not roll in my natural force does not happen. My youth is renewed like this. It is a constant, it's like, in fact, I think it have, have so much said, it's not that when I just get up, I, I am constantly, I am saying it. Hallelujah. I am saying it. My mortal body is quickened. I remember there was a time, I can't remember how many years ago. You know, I know that I had overworked myself. I don't know what it was. I had stretched myself and I began to feel somewhere. And you know, I, I just stood in my, I don't know where I was. And I said to myself, and I was saying, I said, yes, I am tired. I will rest, but I will not be sick. I will not be sick. I will rest, but I will not be sick. It is a choice. It is a choice. But most of us are not even aware that we have that choice. You have the choice not to be sick. Hallelujah. But how does that come about? You need to have an understanding, a revelation of what has been done for you. Hallelujah. So, the Spirit of God inside of us quickens. It makes alive our mortal body. It makes it alive. So where it works, from the crown, and you can just stand and begin to say, from the crown of my head, and begin to mention it. From the crown of my head, the way is at work. My brain cells are active. The way is at work in my organs. In my bloodstream, the way is at work. In my bones, the way is at work. In fact, the way is flushing out every impurity in my system. Because it's the Spirit of God. And the Holy Spirit comes like fire. It consumes every impurity. It consumes every disease. As you know, you just need to... And when, the more you dwell on that word, the more it open, op, opens up to you. The more it allows you to see what is achievable. I remember years back, I don't know, you know, I was just... This, this, I have been on this um, health-wise journey for some time. And I remember... I, I, it was just like... A, it was just like something flashed inside of me and I just thought, oh, wow, yes. Your body is like a machine. It's like a car. You service your car, don't you? You take it for repairs. Parts are changed. Oh, I said, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I began to declare, Father, I submit my body for servicing and repairs. <laughs> Anything that needs to be changed, please change it. Anything that needs to be serviced, be, uh, uh, God is not short of a parts. He was the one, he's the one that made everything. I said, oh, 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 okay. I just, it just came to me like a flash. I said, oh, fantastic. And I do that constantly. When I, be, I said, I submit my body for repairs and service. Anything that needs to be changed, please change it. The one that needs to be serviced, please service it. Say, oil need, you know you change oil. <laughs> I submit it. Please do your work. Hallelujah. Because the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is dwelling inside of my body. My mortal body is quickened, is made alive in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First John 4 and verse 17. First John 4 and verse 17. Is somebody getting blessed? First John 4 and verse 17. First John 4 and 17. 
please give to me in the TPT. Okay, let's read this first and then. It says, love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Let's do TPT. It says, by living in God, love has been brought to its full expression in us so that we may fearlessly face the day of judgment. Because all that Jesus now is, so are we in this world. So, they are not saying the way Jesus was when he came. They said the way Jesus is now. How is Jesus now? How is he? He sat at the right hand of God. Is there sickness in that right hand of God? Is there disease there? So he says, as Jesus is, as Jesus is now, so am I. So if Jesus, if there's no sickness where Jesus is, why are you allowing, why are you allowing it? Why are we allowing it? Hallelujah. Why are we allowing it? I'm going to go back to what I said. I think somebody needs to hear that. I'm talking of your body being service and your body. Look. I just have an impression to go back. You know how they manufacture cars? Every, every sound manufacturer has spare parts. Abi? There are spare parts. In fact, in Nigeria now, there's, for Nigeria, anywhere except you have to kumbo parts. For you to know, you have new, you have to kumbo. Okay. So your body is, is a machine. Some people call it, uh, we call it uh, earthly suit. Because without this body, you cannot function on this side. The only reason why you are here on earth is because you have a body. But your body is subject to your spirit because that's how God created it. If you look at Genesis 2, when God was creating man, he formed man from the earth and then he breathed into man. It was that breathing into man that made man a living spirit. So your body is subject to your spirit. Your body is subject to your spirit. You can put your body under by what you say. Hallelujah. By what you see, you can put your body. So your body is subject to your spirit. So whatever it is that you are saying, make sure you are saying the right things to your body. Your body has no choice but to obey. But please make sure that you believe what you are saying. Very important. If you don't believe it, they are empty words. Make sure you believe what you are saying. So your body is a machine. And that's why you have to take care of your body. Because that is what gives you access to be here. Once this body is it's a, then you, are, you translate to the other side. But your body is a machine. And you need to begin to say it that way. It has different parts. And for us as believers, we need to ensure that our bodies are subjected to our spirit. That our flesh is subjected. That your flesh does not, is not does not, is not overriding your spirit. That your body is subjected to your spirit. It's very important. It's very important. So parts can be changed. Parts can be replaced. Jesus carries out operation on people. They will just sleep and they will wake up and they will know that something has happened. And that is the eternal life that we have. Zoe, that is. Look, Zoe is. You don't understand what Zoe is. Oh. 
You don't. We, you know, we just sing, I have Zoe, you, we dance. And, <laughs> no. Zoe is a life-giving force. Life-giving force. That Zoe is the one that raised Jesus Christ from the dead after three days. So you have resurrection power living on the inside of you. Hallelujah. You have resurrection power living on the inside of you. So please, don't take it lightly. Don't take it lightly. Don't take it lightly. Hallelujah. Don't take it lightly. So I was reading 1 John 4, 17, and I said that the way Jesus is now is how we are in the world. Now, if Jesus is not sick where he is, then we are not expected to be sick where we are. If you want to know what is available to you at this time, look at Jesus right now. At Jesus, not Jesus when he came on the earth. No, look at him right now. Praise the Lord. The word becomes living only when we act on it. Becomes living only when we act on it. It's living, but you need to act on it to get. If you don't act on the word, so many of us don't act on the word. We just read this and we go. I'll tell you something. I was, I was, I, one, of, one of those days I was, uh, of course, I was, I was also, I was praying, I was confessing, I was praying, and I, I, I was making some prayers. There's some prayers we make. That is because of lack of knowledge that you make such prayers. You don't understand. That's why you're praying some prayers. So I was praying, and in my mind, I was, you know, like, no, no, what's that thing? Hereditary sickness, no kiniko. Ah! And it was as if light just flashed inside of me. Second Corinthians 5.17 just came. Ah! I just began to laugh in the spirit. I said, ah, la ye you. Second Corinthians 5.17. How many of us don't know this scripture? How many of us don't know it? We got it. Now, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are becoming. What does that mean? What does it mean? How has he helped you? Like this, how has he helped your life? What does it mean? How has he helped you? I now began to search. I now began to read different versions. I did strong. I said, ah, ah, is a lie. Is this what the scripture means? <laughs> it says, now if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become an entire. And you know, the Holy Spirit was telling me that once you become born again, and I need you to hear this with the air of your spirit. You know, although that generational cause, generational sickness, there's nothing like that. Because you exist as a new creature. New, new, not refurbished, though. Not, um, uh, 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 not uh, Tokumbo. No, 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 no. You are a new species, brand new. So, all of that, old has passed away. All, all. Go back to NKJV of that scripture, please. It says, All things have passed away. All things have become new. All things have become new. 
all things have become new. You are a new creature completely. There's nothing like um, uh, hereditary sickness, uh, generational cause. Gener no, 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 no. You are new, brand new. Brand new. But a lot of us, including myself, yeah, if any man is in crisis in the future, therefore, in fact, when I was in, I think when I was in university, if you go back to, let me go to 16, verse 16. Is this 16? Go to say. Yes, this, they used to, it, it's like my, in, in fellowship that time, they used to use it as like, a, therefore, if, therefore, hey, yeah, we don't know, we don't know Christ according to the flesh. Yes. Now we know him thus no longer. And then they will just quote 17. And therefore, if any man, you know how we used to, in those days, they used to, uh, Revelation used to be tackered like that. You say your own, so another one will say their own, so that they, everybody will know that we are. It says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. What is new? What is new? New. 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 All things are passed away. As soon as you got born again, old history has gone. All sickness has gone. Hereditary sickness has gone. Somebody is saying, but why? Why? The reason why is because you don't know. And so the enemy will capitalize on what you don't know. Hallelujah. The enemy is happy that you don't know. So you'll be praying. Ah, every kiniko. I have prayed prayers. Oh, don't get me wrong. I have prayed prayers of I cut myself from every generation. I have prayed, I've been praying such prayers since since. But such prayers are not necessary. All you need to know, you just need to have a revelation of the word. Hallelujah. Revelation of the word. Hallelujah very important. So, we must know our inheritance in Christ as believers. You must. Ah, what you don't know is killing you. What you don't know is killing you. It's killing you. There's so many times we waste, you know, there's so, I remember that when I first, um, not when I first, well, yeah, pastor, if you listen to pastor pray, pastor does more things even than praying. You know why? Because all of those things are already, they are, they are his, they are ours. So I'm just saying thank, thank you, Father, for, thank you, Father, for, because all of it, thank you for wisdom. Jesus has made unto me wisdom and sanctification. Thank you for wisdom. I operate in wisdom. So there's some prayers you will not pray. Hallelujah. But you need to know. Thank you. Thank you for provision. For the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You supply all of my... Thank you. Thank you because all of... It says... Hebrews 8, 6 says we have better promises. Better promises. Better promises. These promises are not hinged on whether you do well or you don't do well. I hope you know. It's not that you sinned yesterday because you sinned yesterday. I will not give you chop money for one month. Mm -mm. better promises so we must know our inheritance in Christ as believers 
it's, it's so critical. It's so, so critical. It will save you from a lot of stress. It will save you from a lot of hassles. It will save you. You will not be tossed to and fro. Say, ah, let us go there. They are praying. Prayer for something. You go there. They are praying. No, 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 no. But you know what happens? Most of us don't want to spend that time laboring in the world. You don't want to spend the time laboring. So you want, we have itchy ears. Somebody say, ah, they are praying. They are getting results. They, are, they will get results because God is so magnanimous. But that is not where God wants his children to be. Scripture says, one of the scriptures I like a lot, Romans 8 says, the endless creation awaits the manifestation of the sons of God. People are awaiting the manifestation. The people that are supposed to be deliverers, they are looking for deliverers. You are supposed to be dispensing healing. I like what you said. You are supposed to be dispensing healing. Dispensing healing. When you get somewhere, somebody is sick, you lay your hands, you go. You lay your hands, you just go. You, we, you are the one looking for somebody to heal you. Hallelujah. So, we must know our inheritance in Christ. We must know our inheritance in Christ. It's so, so critical. It's so, so important. Very important. Very important. When you know your inheritance, you, you are confident. You are so assured. I, I don't know whether I've said that, but I know I've said it somewhere here before. My father of blessed memory did not like a particular uh, minister of the gospel, a very popular one in this nation. And to him, the man was just very arrogant and proud. Very arrogant. The way he talks, very arrogant. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How can you be saying? And it was just arrogance. It was just knowing who he was. And he was not, <laughs> he was not shy. He was not, he, he, he would say it boldly. My father felt, uh, what gives you that kind of audacity? You know, to be talking like that. No. What gave him the audacity is the understanding and revelation he has as to who he is in Christ. Hallelujah. We must come to that understanding. We must come to that revelation. It's very important. We should be as free from the fear of sickness as we are free from the, from, from the condemnation of sin. A lot of us are no longer under condemnation of sin. Romans 8-1 talks about that. Therefore, now there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Yeah. So, we are not under that condemnation. We also should not be, you know, we should be free from the fear of sickness. Because like I said, uh, sin is what brought about sickness. Sickness is not a standalone. Do you understand? Sickness is not a, sickness is a follow-come kind of thing. Sickness and sin, sin brought about sickness. So, we should not be afraid. We should be free from the fear of sickness. Somebody says, ah, but I am still feeling. You cannot, scripture says we walk by faith and not by sight. You say you are feeling. No, what are you feeling? The fact that you are feeling doesn't mean that God, that the word of God is not working. And so because of your feeling, you utter things that you are not supposed to utter with your mouth. Hallelujah. Sickness and disease do not belong in the family of God. God is so passionate about the health of his children. He says in 3 John 2, 
I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So he's passionate about us, you know, being well. He's passionate. He's passionate. He's passionate about us being well. Romans 6, 4. It says, therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. When you give your life to Christ, there was a newness. There was a newness. There was a newness. Hallelujah. There was a newness. There was a newness. There was a newness. So sin and disease don't belong in the family of God. That those ones are, you know, Satan's handiwork. So under the new birth, all sins were remitted. The sin nature was displaced by the nature of God. And as that sin nature was displaced by the nature of God, disease left with the sins. Hallelujah. Disease left with the sins. Don't forget, you should walk in the newness of a newness of life. You should walk in newness of life. Hallelujah. Acts 17, 28. And I got another understanding into this. I just, you know, in him, how many of us know song? In him we live and move and have our being. You don't know his effect. Ha! Okay. Who knows? You do. Ah, Pato. There's this song. It, the song is taken from Acts 17, 28. It says, for in him we live and move and have our being. In him, you know the song now. Ah, ah, you must know. In him we live and move and have our being. In him we live and move and have our being. Make a joyful noise. Sing unto the Lord. Tell him of your love. Dance before. Anyway, so. Acts 17, 28. It says, for in him we live and move and are you sure? Are you sure? In him we live and move and have our being. And I just, you know, like another perspective, okay, if I live in him, sickness cannot be part of that living in him. I am says, I live in him. I move in him. So it's not about where I am at. It says, I live. I move. It says, I have my being in him. My being is in him. That's my being in him. It cannot be a being of sickness. It cannot be. It's not possible to be a being of disease. Am I right? So the nature of God, the nature of God, 
gives us new ability. Gives us health. The nature of God. The nature of God inside of us. Gives us new ability. Gives us health. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So don't forget. Healing is in the word. Let's go back to Proverbs 4. Not Proverbs 4. Let's round up with it in TP2. Proverbs 4 and verse 21 and 22 together. And this is my charge to you as we close today. Fill your thoughts with the words of God until they penetrate deep into your spirit. Then as you unwrap my words, as you unwrap his words, they will impart true life and radiant health into the very core of your being. Let's rise this evening. Let's rise. This message is brought to you by Lighthouse Christian Outreach Center. The Lighthouse, House 7, Plot 2, Slash 3, Kudrata Biola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. For inquiries, please log on to www.lighthousenggy.org for more.